What would you say if I told you I don't think time and productivity are connected? Well, not in the way you might think they are. Listen in to this week's episode, part one of a two-parter, which will complete next week, all about productivity and your amazing progressive mindset. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton. I am the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I transform female purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because we so need your voice in the world right now more than ever. I am incredibly grateful to have you here. If you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success archives, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link in the show notes and you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more female purpose-led entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every message and every review I receive. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy today's show and I'm rooting for you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello and welcome to this episode. And this episode is not one episode. That sounds strange because it clearly is. But no, it's part of a two-part mini-series of episodes around the topic of productivity because there was a lot I wanted to say about this issue and it didn't quite fit into one neat bucket. So I wanted to do today's episode and then the sequel episode next week. So it will be launching next week at the same time in the same way as all the usual self-sabotage to success podcast episodes, but they will interlink a lot. And I will be reminding people when they listen next week to come back and listen to this one and this week to listen to next week's. If you are listening later on in the year, so later on into the summer and the autumn, brilliant. You can just listen to the two episodes in a binge and make sure that you get all of the productivity goodness that I'm about to discuss because this is an area I find really fascinating and it's quite nuanced actually. There are quite a lot of things that we assume about productivity and myths and narratives that we have soaked up that are not serving us and are not helpful and can actually be counterproductive, ironically. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about productivity 
as not being connected to the time that you have or the time that you spend. And specifically in terms of your business, productivity is not about that. And this can sound jarring, not logical. What do you mean? Of course, productivity is super related to time. Well, I question that. And I think the way that we have tied together productivity and time can actually cause so much more harm than good. Let's jump straight in to this potentially complicated relationship that we have with productivity and assuming it is hyperlinked and connected to time. Well, that can lead to issues because it can make us feel like we're not maximizing our time, like we're not managing our time. And there's a lot of judgment there. Judgment that if only we were squeezing more out of our time, more out of our days, more out of our ability to juggle and cope with more and more tasks and squeeze those tasks into ever shorter periods of time, then we would be achieving more, then we would be doing better in our business. So this is not great because it feeds into that negative inner critic. It feeds into that cycle of bad feedback that you're giving yourself instead of applying self-compassion and instead of really allowing yourself grace in the business and the work that you're doing. It sets you up with this adversarial relationship with the tasks you have to do and honestly with yourself. When we sit too long with this belief, with this narrative that has been fed to us by society that we should be hustling, we should be filling every moment with, in inverted commas, productivity, it can lead to really damaging outcomes as well. You know, if you're looking at your day and thinking, how do I squeeze more in? It's not physically possible for me to get everything I'm telling myself I need to get done with my business into this time. What can I cull? Well, that's not a great path to start walking down because you start thinking things like, well, I'll skip lunch. I'll skip lunch today and I'll skip lunch on Wednesday and I won't have so many cups of coffee or tea in the day or glasses of water, even better, because I don't want to keep having to run to the loo because I've got back-to-back Zoom meetings because I've jammed my schedule so tightly that there isn't room to breathe and the only things you start to think you can shift are those, again, big inverted commas, big irony here, those nice-to-haves like loo breaks and glasses of water and moments of peace between frantic work. So, of course, this is not going to lead you to a very healthy place and I would absolutely argue it's not going to lead you to a very productive place either. The other element here that I think is really important in terms of dissecting our relationship with time and having a relationship with time that feels more friendly, that feels more sustainable and that feels less toxic, frankly, is around our own judgment of what time well spent is, what that looks like. There's a couple of ways that I see this panning out with clients, but there's definitely a consistency in the conversations I have where clients fear they waste time, where they fear that they are doing something, especially in downtime, that is not the best use of their own time. So 
I'm not going to mention any names, but my clients who are listening will understand I have a couple of clients who love a Netflix binge. And you know what? I'm right there with them. I'm not into anything particularly at the moment, but when I get my teeth into a great series, I am as obsessive as the next person. And my real pleasure is This Is Us, the American drama. But because of the pandemic, they've been releasing one episode a week, which has taken away any bingeability for me. And I just have to wait old school style, like waiting for a new episode of Friends in the 90s. Anyway, I digress. So I have these clients and a couple of them reference particular series that are their nemesis is how they see it. But I question that. And that's Suits and Grey's Anatomy. So if those clients are listening, hello. Um, And we have quite a lot of conversations about these. And I have suggested that actually reframing that relationship is potentially really valuable. So if your watching of a particular TV program is helping you unwind, if it's giving you joy in Marie Kondo's language, if it's sparking joy for you, then is that ever going to be a bad thing? Clearly, if you hold yourself up in a room and spend days and days embarking on some kind of Grey's Anatomy marathon session at the detriment of your work, then of course there's going to be difficulties and problems in that approach. But that is not the reality I hear from my clients. These are women with amazing purpose-led dreams and businesses who are working so effectively and so well in what they're doing and they're putting their heart and soul into it that they absolutely can afford and give themselves hearty permission to have some downtime. Marie Forleo talks about the idea of creating before we consume, which I think is a really meaningful idea, especially if you are working and trying to also build something up in your spare time, like a side hustle or a business that you want to leap from corporate into, then I think that's a really good idea to focus on, that I'm going to create something towards my future for future me and future business before I sit down and consume something that is the creation of someone else. But once you're in the zone that these clients of mine are in and you're absolutely creating things, you're making a business out of thin air with your own brains and your own determination and your own bravery, then please give yourself a massive break in terms of how you want to spend your leisure time and trust yourself on that. In a few weeks time, I'm going to be doing an episode all around the issue of trusting yourself, backing yourself and knowing yourself. And that will link in a lot with what I'm talking about today. But for now, just recognising that it's a-okay to have some time off and that that feeds into productivity is essential. Now, I need to circle back here because I've kind of lost the track of where we were going with this. I was talking about time, but it's relevant because that judgment that we have, that feeling that we are potentially wasting time, either outside of the working day or well within the working day, is pervasive and it's really, really counterproductive. I feel like I'm going to be using the word counterproductive a few more times in this episode because it's really key to understanding how productivity really works and how we can sabotage ourselves by having this negative relationship, negative trust, distrust really, of how we use our own time. I hope that this segment of the episode 
regardless of the foray I made into the lovely box sets um, that we all know and enjoy, has helped you reframe some of those ideas around time and how we use it and giving ourselves credit for the decisions that we're making every day and every moment of every day, rather than this temptation that can sometimes creep into our heads and into our mindsets where we think, oh, if only I didn't need to sleep, exercise, watch TV, read, be with my family, I could get so much more done. Because when I say it like that, of course, we know that is not a healthy mindset. That's not a good way of approaching a sustainable and an enjoyable life that mixes the passion of our business with being well and being balanced and in it for the long term rather than for short term toxic bursts of forced energy. So for the next part of the podcast, I want to move on to talking about what I really do think productivity is about. If it's not about the time that you have, well, I see it as being made up of mindset first and foremost, and I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment. And secondly, energy, because it's energy. And I just mentioned energy a minute ago. that really does dictate whether or not we can achieve things, whether or not we are in a position to move forward properly with our goals or whether we're depleted. So let's begin with the mindset piece, which of course was always going to have a fundamental role in my ideas around productivity. So there are many key areas of mindset that influence, in fact, all areas of your mindset will influence your productivity levels. Some of the ones I want to talk about today include motivation. When our mindset is in a positive or veering positive, mostly positive place, we will find that our motivation levels increase, that we are able to achieve more because we feel motivated. So obviously you already have a head start on this because your business is your passion, your purpose, your mission. So you've got that motivation piece in terms of being productive, but that isn't going to get you there alone. What you really need is that self-identity shift that I've talked about on the podcast before. And if you haven't listened to the episode where I go into lots of detail about what I mean when I say the self-identity shift, then scroll back through the podcast archives and go to the episode number 33 on the 7th of April, which is called How My Clients Transform Using the Self-Identity Shift. I highly recommend it and it goes into more detail than I'm going to mention here. But for the purposes of today's episode, the parts of your mindset that really need to shift are those feelings connected to self-esteem and self-worth, that confidence that you have within yourself to be productive, to get the job done, to do what needs to be done to make your business a huge success. So that incorporates staving off those ideas of being an imposter and really truly believing that you are the empowered CEO, that you deserve to be here, that you have worked and struggled and achieved to get to exactly where you are now. And by completing the self-identity shift, you forever shift your perception of who you are, your power and your potential. And you really transform those psychological foundations into this rock solid basis by employing lashings of self-compassion, 
masses of self-love and included in that self-care. And I'll talk on that a little bit later when I talk about the energy piece. And in doing so, you'll end up with this solid self-belief and hugely improved self-esteem actually for all elements of your life. Now, if you are interested in hearing more directly from me about how the self-identity shift can help you and your business grow and keep your mindset in its absolutely most optimum state, then do connect with me by clicking on the link in the show notes and booking a self-sabotage breakthrough call. You can find that link, as I said, in the show notes or by typing in bit.ly forward slash self-sabotage call. I do not have a huge amount of space left at the moment because we are making a big international move and I've slightly cut down my client hours to accommodate the logistical shenanigans, shall we say, that are going on in July and August. Moving abroad internationally over a continent is not easy in COVID times, I will say for now. So I do still have some spaces, but they are much more limited than normal for working together in the short term. If you miss one of those spaces, I will be opening up more spaces from September. So I'd love to hear from you if the self-identity shift is something you'd like to dig into for yourself and for your business and for your long-term thriving and happiness. But back to the content that we're talking about today, I've described those critical mindset pieces that will help you and will create an optimal environment for your productivity. But the other piece I wanted to discuss is the energy side of things. And it circles right back to the conversation at the beginning where we think productivity is about time and managing our time. And and it really isn't. It's about managing our mindset, as we've discussed, and managing our energy. Because without energy, we are not going to be doing our best work. We are certainly not going to be working in the most productive way. And this is why studies have shown and different countries have led the way in showing that shorter working days lead to more productivity. Longer amounts of annual leave lead to greater productivity. And that's because in those corporations, they're able to balance the needs of their production and the needs of what they want to create as output with the abilities of their employees to really balance and manage their own energy levels because we are human beings. We are not, as one of my lovely guests on the Employed CEO series, Pam Hamilton said, we are not sausage machines. We are living, breathing, energy requiring human beings. And It's really important to remember this because when we don't bear in mind our energy needs, when we try and deny them, as we talked about earlier with the water breaks, with the ignoring our need to recharge and rest, we really do run the risk of losing any momentum in our productivity. And to use that word again, it becomes totally counterproductive in terms of getting our work to the level that we want it to get to. So with energy, it's really important to think about how we are approaching our goals and how we are allowing our energy to aid us in that. For women, that might mean being aware of your monthly cycle. And I feel like there's probably a whole episode on that that I could delve into. I've read some fascinating research on that recently. It can also mean looking at the ebb and flow of our day, remembering to schedule in those breaks and looking at the wider energy needs of our whole life. Are we exercising enough? Are we connecting enough? Are we managing that energy within ourselves and within our day-to-day experience? That means that when we sit down to work, we're already 
ahead of the game in terms of feeling refreshed, feeling at our best. And of course, energy massively links in and connects with self-care. So whenever you think about productivity, you should also be considering it on a spectrum with your self-care. Because when, again, our cup is full, our need to recharge is met, we end up producing better work. We end up feeling happier and we end up doing a better job. I also posted a caption over on LinkedIn and Instagram a few weeks ago now, which said productivity waxes and wanes and that's okay. And I went into talking about the fact that I'd had a kind of productive day that day, but the day before had not been massively productive. And I really wanted to talk to people about the fact that every day cannot be a complete and utter productivity success story. We need to adjust our expectations of what the arc of a working week looks like. And we need to be really self-compassionate in recognising the unique ebb and flow of our life, our energy, our business, and what we can produce at the end of each working day. We need to really embrace that self-kindness in relation to our productivity. So this post did really well. It seemed to have really resonated with a lot of my business owner connections. And I wanted to talk about it today because when we recognise that there is a waxing and waning and an ebb and flow to productivity, it gives us the space to be kinder to ourselves, to recognise that every day isn't going to be perfect and every day might not even be productive or it might not feel productive, but there might be really good things going on behind the scenes. So I've talked about mindset and I've talked about energy. The further piece I wanted to bring up is the accountability piece. And ideally, we all have this accountability within ourselves, but in reality, that's hard to do. And often we need the accountability of others. And that can be achieved in many different ways by just speaking out loud that we are going to do a task can make it more likely to happen. And by having accountability partners and business besties that we check in with, that we talk through, that we have ready to explain our wins and talk about our issues with, we can really push our productivity forward. Now, next week's episode, I'll be talking about productivity hacks and I'll touch on the issue of accountability again, but I just wanted to bring it in here in terms of remembering that accountability can really rocket fuel your productivity. So more on that next week. And in fact, next week's episode, because I'm nearly about to round, round up this one, is going to focus on productivity hacks, even though I am not about the productivity hack. It to me is not the essence of what makes us productive. But next week, I will be sharing with you some of my best productivity tips as a companion piece to this episode. Although don't worry, I will be popping in lots of mindset reminders as well. No fear. So make sure that you check it out. If you haven't already hit the subscribe button, do so because then you'll automatically get the alert that this episode is dropping. And I look forward to chatting it through with you. And before I go today, there was just one more thing I wanted to bring up, which is when you're thinking about productivity, we shouldn't be thinking about it for productivity's sake. So squashing time into time into time and getting task after task after task done from our to-do list. We shouldn't be thinking in terms of busy, busy, busyness because that's not very intentional and that can actually be the undoing often of our productivity and can lead us into overwhelm. So instead, have a think about your productivity in terms of 
What are you aiming for? What result are you trying to achieve at the end of this burst of productivity, this week of productivity, or this hour of productivity? Thinking about your results and your intentions rather than an arbitrary idea of what productivity should look like is super empowering. So I wanted to leave you with that thought at the end of this week's episode, first of a two-part series on productivity. I look forward to delving further into this issue with you next week. And until then, have an awesome time. Be kind to yourself. Get the work done that you intend to do. And let's chat again about all things productivity next week on the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Bye for now. Bye.